in history, that's often debated. Are there revolutions or evolutions? And what's also even more debated is, like, do revolutions ever even work? And there's a really good historical case to be made that revolutions don't work. In other words, the people who lead them rarely end up in power afterwards. Think of the Roman Senate 2,000 years ago. They made it 19 years until they ran into Julius Caesar. Fast forward to the French Revolution. They ran into Napoleon, the Bolsheviks in Russia, and they never ended up running things. You might say, well, what about the United States? The people who led that revolution ended up running the country. True, but they didn't exactly resolve some of the key issues like slavery and that unresolved nature of the revolution led to civil war and led to the difficult issues we have to this very day with race relations in this country. In other words, revolutions, they don't always work so well. They leave a lot of collateral damage in their wake. So if you don't want a revolution, another bad option is devolution. That's when things just disintegrate and fall apart. Sadly, you see that a little bit in, in today's gospel lesson. Uh, because the, the, the chief priests and the Sadducees who run the temple and, and the city of Jerusalem, they devolve when Jesus comes to town. They, they go from criticizing him initially for overturning the, the tables of the money changers to, to plotting his death and doing this in a matter of days. This, this was such an extraordinary meltdown on their part that even Pontius Pilate couldn't figure it out. And when someone as cynical as Pontius Pilate can't figure out somebody's motives for doing something, you know they're devolving in a bad way. Meanwhile, the Pharisees who are lay people, not religious professionals, and, and who actually a couple times in the Gospels seem to actually look out for Jesus, they're, they're not out to get him, but they too are threatened by his, his different emphasis in teaching and his criticism of their self-righteousness and legalism. And, and so they challenge him also in today's Gospel lesson. Jesus easily meets the question of what's the greatest law by saying, well, there are two, love God, love neighbor. They're pretty much the same thing. And then he tosses at them uh, kind of this cool little theological puzzle of you take the poetry about King David and then a literal question in relationship to uh, how the David and the Messiah look at each other, and, and the Pharisees can't figure that out, and they are silenced. They, too, are devolved as they spin themselves in circles trying to trick Jesus. So if revolution isn't the best option, and devolution for sure isn't a good option... That leaves us with evolution, and we are part of an amazing evolution faith that goes back 4,000 years. And, and you saw that in the first lesson when, when Abby read it. Uh, before we even get to Moses, there's Abraham and Sarah who, who have the, the, the faith blessing from God to think of a one unseen living God rather than seen statues that human beings create and, and manipulate. And then you get to Moses, 3,500 years ago. He goes up on the mountain and comes down with commandments. And they expand and become the Mosaic Code. And, and they include for us these amazing things to guide our life together. 
and our life as individuals. So our, our life together. Think of what Leviticus 19 says. It has those lines in there where it says, do not render unjust judgments. Do, do not um, defer to the, the poor or show partiality to the rich, but judge your neighbor rightly. Thousands of years later, we talk about things like justice is blind or equal justice under the law, which is true, but that's what the Mosaic Code was about 3,500 years ago. And it's hard, and we're still evolving into learning how to learn that wisely and well together, right? And then as individuals, the Mosaic Code also guides us and says, don't, don't hate each other. Allow someone to correct you even as you take responsibility for correcting them. Do not seek revenge and love your neighbor as yourself. These are the ideals that guide us to this very day, as difficult as they are. It is our collective and individual task to evolve towards the ideals of our faith tradition. When you think of that faith tradition, um, uh, Moses, he, he brings so much of the tradition, but he only gets to glimpse into the promised land. Jesus comes along and he, he lives the promised land and invites us to be a part of the promised land with him. But we backslide a lot. And so on this Reformation weekend, we remember that, that God keeps sending us messengers to lead us in the right direction. And so Martin Luther came, you know, 500 years ago to, to remind us that God's love is unconditional. We can't ever earn it. So let's take our energy and put it into loving each other. And then we backslide on that. And then somebody like Martin Luther King Jr., his namesake, comes along hundreds of years after that and, and has that dream that, that it's not the color of your skin but the content of your character. And we are still working really hard on that one. How is that going for you? How is your evolution as a person of faith going? When you think about what Moses taught us so long ago, don't try and get vengeance. Don't hate. Let someone correct you and be willing to correct someone else accountability. That's so hard, right? And, and we live in a culture that pushes us away from that. Just, just do your own thing. Make up your own mind. Nobody can tell you what to say. Uh, that, that hurts us many times. It's, it's why a faith community is so very important. It is still a place to be loved and reminded of our ideals and corrected a little bit and to offer it to each other. These things are hard. But they are so very possible. How is your evolution going as a person of faith? I sometimes fear as a pastor that, that people get so discouraged that they stop being involved in the community. They, they stop praying. They stop trying. And it's not because they aren't good people. It's, it's sometimes because they're almost trying too hard. And, and, and they feel like it's slipped away from them. And, and they judge themselves a lot. Remember the grace of God. Remember what Martin Luther taught in the Reformation. And remember all of the other parts of our faith tradition that guide us to something better. We can do it. We can love. We cannot hate. 
We cannot seek to get revenge. We can hold each other accountable. We can be good things for each other as the people of God. And I, I tell you, I just want you to, to leave today's worship thinking a little bit to yourself, maybe about the ways in which you, you still haven't evolved. And you might be kind of disappointed or judgmental towards yourself about that. But, but I just want you to imagine sharing that with God, because that's what prayer is. Just share your soul with God. And you share that all with God and you pour it all out there. And, and God initially says back to you, yeah, you know, that's true. You've, you've made a lot of mistakes along the way. But, but you know what? You, you are an amazing work in progress. God confides to your soul. And the last thing God says to you before you fall asleep at night in your prayers with a bit of a chuckle, I think, is looking down at you gently and saying, you, I'm not close to all the work I have to do in you. I'm not even close to being done.